Hey guys, welcome to You Chat Too Much podcast. This is a podcast where two international teachers, Joe and Madge, discuss various topics with the help of interesting and amazing guests each week. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to You Chat Too Much. This is episode eight, and this is our season three finale, season three review. Madge, how are you today? I'm all good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Very good. Um, bit mad that this is season three already done as well. We're absolutely crushing these episodes. Yeah, and we've got, got, got some episodes ready for season four as well, haven't we? So it's not drying up yet. Yeah, I think it. I think it's what's happening is, I think through the conversations and through the episodes, we're starting to delve into topics and and we discussed the other day how there's so many topics where we've probably got loads more to talk about, and then I think as more people start to listen, they then input their view and say, oh yeah, I'd, I'd come on the podcast. Mm. Um, so that's yeah, super exciting, really good. So do you want to talk about the plan for today, Madge? Yeah, let's let's follow the same protocol. So um, we'll start with some quick fire questions, which you always miss out at the start. But we'll start <laughs> with them on our last episode to make sure we do it properly. And then it's just a case of just reviewing um, the episodes that we have done and just kind of take not 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 necessarily each episode, but um, just some things that we remember how certain conversations have had an impact. And there's definitely some there that have uh, made me think twice about certain things. Um, and then we'll finish with the, we've got our own questions out there that we don't know each other's questions yet, but we got like four, I think four or five questions that we're going to ask. Yeah. And then finish with the quick fire at the end. So a lot of questions and answers, but get to know us a little bit more in it really. Yeah. Do you want to start with the icebreaker questions on me and then we'll do all three each. All right. So let's start. I'll ask you first, uh, yeah. what would your superpower be and why? So I'm I'm undecided. I think I'm going to make a, a a quick decision here, but it's either time travel, and I think somebody else mentioned this in in one of the episodes, the ability to kind of go back and back and forth to different places, go ahead, future, back. Then I started to overthink it and think, well, if you like, you know, knock a tree over or stand on a bug. 10 years ago that might have an effect now and then I thought that might be a bit risky so then I went for flight because I think flight would be really cool and that would just speed up the process of trying to get everywhere so on the spot decision flight uh, what if you did have to go time travel is there a particular era you want to go back to or a particular part of your life that you want to go back to um I don't know actually I mean I think there's I think I like a lot of like kind of period dramas, you know, I'd always quite like to go and have that whole like get up, you know, the uh, uh, Downton Abbey type attire and like the early, early years of like football. Can you remember when that football documentary came out, like the early football days and, you know, those types of uh, periods would be quite interesting to, to live through, but I think 
think I'd want to be like wealthy during those times because I, I was going to say not... it's a bit rich presuming that you're going to be posh as well at that time as well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought thought yeah, it transpired back at some point. You were you were cleaning out the stables, mate. At some point <laughs> in the um, corner line, yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I I think you know there's certain times when maybe thinking back to like high school would have done things differently. Don't know. No, I think I'm happy with it. I'd go with flight. Flight is my final answer. Yeah, my mine as well is is flying easy. It, it's it's been the most popular answer, isn't it really. But yeah, I think yeah, yeah. my my thing with flying is um, I like when we're when when we're on an airplane. I really like looking. I, although I don't sit near the window, I prefer more leg room for me, big lad like me. Yeah. So, but when I when I am if I am I do look out the window. I like being up there and the perspective, like even like climbing mountains and the the view from yeah. the top. I'm all about that. I don't know if I'll be able to fly for many hours or like an airplane like that. I don't know how bored I'll get, but yeah, just the idea of being up there. All right, second question. Majo asked this one first. What would your last meal be? Oh, this is always a tricky one. I can never answer this. It all is on the mood. But today's mood, I would say, uh, we had Arabic food yesterday. So today, today's one would be <laughs> uh, probably like a pizza, a good pizza. I'm all about yeah. you. You and me have different tastes to pizzas, don't we? You, you're more of a thin crust. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm all all about getting as many calories in that slice. So a big cheesy crust, and yeah, um, yeah I don't know what flavor. Be pepperoni sometimes, sometimes chicken barbecue. It's all in the yeah. mood. How about you? I like it. Uh, not not to uh, meet your stereotypes here, but I'd go fillet steak, creamy mash, creamy mash, or chunky chips. And then some sort of uh, peppercorn uh, sauce on top. Oh, I, I want to change my sauce. answer. I'm changing my answer. Changing my okay. answer. I actually thought yeah. about this before, and I was I was supposed to say this. My mum's kima curry, which is minced meat nice. with potato and peas, and a, uh, a side of like chutney, like yogurt chutney, and then yeah. like maybe some tomatoes, samosas, or kebabs as a starter. That's like my mum's. That's my favorite dish for my mum, and I had that for a few years now. Is is the is the term like when you say the kima curry? You know when you have like kima kima naan, mm. and it's like minced meat in the naan bread. Is that like the same? So that's like minced meat. That's always yeah. Part it's, of the curry. It's, it's the one that you have in the naan bread. It's probably got the spices that you would have in the curry. But yeah, just yeah. imagine a plate full of all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Juicy mate, juicy. Yeah, quality. Final question. Um, go on. Which celebrity would you like to meet and why? Mine, which I don't think you'd be surprised at, and I saw him at concert, which I feel very, very blessed to see, because I always think back to like Michael Jackson, and for whatever controversy, I would have loved to see him perform. Mm. He's one person which you know I just think it would have been amazing to see him perform, and those types of people like you know Nirvana or um, the Beatles and all these like just iconic names. So I've seen him, but. I'd love to sit down and have like a few hours with him and just chat it up. And I think he'd be surprisingly normal, but also so eccentric is, is Kanye West. Mm. I just yeah. think, I just think the conversation would be ridiculous. I think, I think there would be a hint of genius, a hint of madness, but you know, it'd be quite an interesting one. And actually following on from what T- Tim said last week, Elon Musk would be also a very interesting guy. However, I think it'd be like too smart for me. 
I think he would be just thinking way above anything that I could even comprehend. You know, I doubt he has many social skills anyway. You know, yeah, that's what I mean. And just in terms of like, he would just be thinking about things just above my even thought process. And maybe it wouldn't be a good conversation. Well, I think Kanye West would be the same there as well. Do you think? Yeah, you you obviously still watch finish watching the series, have you? That, no, that I'm, movie, to, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna try get some time to watch it today. Yeah, what about I mean, you? Who I mean, would be I mean, a celebrity? We've to have that conversation with you. Every episode we've been watching together and had a little chat that week, and then this one's been taking like two months, and you're a I fan. Know. Um, my celebrity would be uh, The Rock. Like I have massive respect oh, for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I've said it. The thing is, I'm not that big on celebrities, to be honest. But him, uh, I only want to work out with him. Like he, he's a, yeah. he's a monster, man. And the thing is, like uh, the things that he does put on his social media, like he's obviously a really hardworking guy. Like he doesn't. Uh, he's just he's like for a period of time, he's just in loads of movies. When he's just going from one step yeah. to the other, um. So he's got that really hard work ethic. And then I, I he takes that what is called Iron Paradise around with him yeah. wherever he goes, and he spends two hours three hours sometime working out like two three four o'clock in the morning but he religiously does it religiously does it it's like it's part of his uh routine um and then he has his massive cheat meals as well like all these things oh, could be i was gonna say i wondered whether that actually would be a, a proper fun day to spend to basically spend two days with him yeah. uh, a workout day and then like a cheat day Cheater, and yeah. just like you know how fun that would be i, I mean, won't be able to handle that cheater though no 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 chance. it's ridiculous ridiculous Mike. calories yeah but yeah he... just cheers for that match cheers for that all right so we're gonna break down some of the episodes today and and how we're gonna do it is by asking each other a few different questions which might touch on some of these some of these topics so my first one Madge first question to you that we can have a little chat about is is actually taking us back to one of our first episodes about social media so since our chat have you have you been aware of yourself on social media and also have you looked at other people's stories or other people's posts in like a different light since that conversation and since our follow-on conversations um, so I have, I made a change pretty much straight away because the only thing I was posting was those uh, one second videos, right? And mm-hmm. when I was talking about it, it was actually after I was talking to Pearl about this, um, and I said the only reason I post that on there is because I I want it I want a place to save it, right? But to be honest, when I first started doing that, I did that because I was using the free version, and then now I pay for the the pro version, and so it saves anyway. And that's probably about maybe two years now. But the problem is, is if I unsubscribe or don't pay with the pro version, I go back to the free version. So that's why I save it. And then I was thinking, well, I'm putting it on Instagram for that reason. I'm not so bothered about what people say or do. But then also the other thing I, I kind of forgot that I, I had was those, um, the uh, like a Google Cloud thing. So now I don't post it anymore because originally I only ever wanted it to save to a space. So now I've started saving it on like my own folder. And... Um, and then at the end of the year, when it makes a year, it makes a year's worth of video. I don't need those small monthly files anymore. So that's the change that I made uh, in terms of yeah. social media. Um, in terms of myself, um, not not really changed anything in terms of perspective. I don't really check stories. Um, most of my feed is like people that I follow, like famous people or whatever, like not, not really my friends sort of thing. 
I've got, like I said before, social media, I've got it to a place where I'm kind of happy with, like, it's really, like, good space for me. Um, and then sometimes if I do get, uh, the Facebook one is a little bit more different. Though. Facebook, I recently went back on mainly for that uh, nutrition group that I'm on. Yeah. Uh, and again, I scroll down, like, maybe two, three scrolls and there's nothing there. I'm off it sort of thing. Um, but what has been interesting is that when I when people ask about the episode or maybe they talk about what 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 did you talk about this week and stuff like that and I start talking about it, it's actually it's made people just stop and realize actually you know what that uh, some of the points that we said there. So I was saying that you know I told them some of my views which are quite strong as well in the sense that I feel like if you're posting something you're showing off and you're showing the best side of you um, mm-hmm. and and then straight away two, three people got really defensive and said, no, 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 I don't do it for that reason. And I was like, well, what, what the reason do you do it for? And then it just like hit them. And that's that's not the problem like that. If you're comfortable with that, go for it. But some most people are not. When you say you're mm-hmm. showing off, most people are not comfortable with that. And it's just a more of a reflection in it. Like if you would do that in real life, then go go ahead. But if you're not doing that in real life, I feel like you're creating a different perception. You know, it's a bit, it's a bit, we say that to our students as well, and then like, if whatever you're gonna post on yeah. social media, make sure you're comfortable in saying that in front of them face to face. I mean, I was just thinking about this as well, and this isn't the best piece of advice I've ever gotten, but I was thinking about that advice earlier, and then I just remembered. I remember, I think it was, I think it was one of my teachers that said it when I was at school, and they said, uh, uh if you're happy to say it in front of your grandma, post it online. Oh, no, I think it must have been at university. If you're happy to say it in front of your grandma, post it online. If you wouldn't say it in front of your grandma or do it in front of your grandma, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. In terms of like, and I think it was based around the advice of what, what we post as young teachers, you know, at university, posting pictures on nights out and you know, the the kind of university things. Do you really want to post a picture of you, you know, drinking a whole yarn of alcohol? Is that the right perception that you want to post online? And, and would you want to show that in front of your grandma? And that was like the point he was making. Yeah. Um, and I always kind of thought about that. Like, would I do that in front of my nan? No, I probably wouldn't have done and wouldn't post it. Mm. Good point. Question for me, Madge? Yeah, a similar question to you. Then, has anything changed regarding your social media since we've had that conversation? I think I wouldn't say anything's changed about my social media because I realise that I really don't post anything. I think the only thing I post is uh, is I I try and repost our, our stuff about the podcast, and and it was a point I made to you a while ago about you know we probably should try and do better at posting because I think more people and you know you you have to use the platforms but I think one thing that I've started to notice or be more aware of is what people are posting and not like you said not you know not making any judgment but just kind of being aware of of what what people are doing and maybe having maybe just checking in with those people because that was one of the comments that we made wasn't it is if somebody posts a selfie about themselves or somebody you know posts a photo of themselves it's like don't like it but actually text them and say how you doing like how's your day going how's your week been because often it's like a it might be uh you know a little bit of a sign for help so 
yeah, I think I think just that and just being aware of the positives of it, but um, not getting too too stuck on it. Uh, second question for you then, Madge, is since our money chat and we had this money chat with Glenn, and we've continued to talk more about money and savings and mentioned it to a, a couple other people as well. Is what's changed with or what has changed with your mindset related to saving and investing? And have you done anything since that conversation um, related to related to savings and investing that you'd so, like to share? Obviously, this one is interesting as well because even even the other episode that we did with Cliff about happiness, wasn't it? And the, a lot of that conversation was um, to do with money, wasn't it? Like uh, you you and Cliff both were talking a lot about money and happiness, linking that, and it was similar here as well. So I kind of thought more people would have. I thought no, actually, I thought I don't know if it would. They would have more my view, but I thought this one, for example, I thought people would probably want to live more in the moment and save for the then save for the future. And same with the happiness thing as well. I thought happiness would be more in the moment than save for the uh, in uh, saving it for the future. Or it could have been like a fifty-fifty split. But to be honest, what I've um, I've spoke, I always like kind of speak to people after the podcast uh, and ask their view of certain questions. And I came across a lot of people who were saving for the future rather than living in the moment, and that surprised me. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's an age thing. I don't. I don't. Maybe it's just certain reasons, or I, I didn't really delve into that. But yeah, I was really surprised uh, with how many people were saving more saving for the future than in the moment. Were you having these conversations with people with kids? Um, a couple with kids a little bit older than me. A little bit older than me. Um, mm-hmm. A couple who are younger than me don't have kids as well, um, yeah. so it's interesting. Like some, yeah, the kids one is easy. Like I think uh, that that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. Like you start, th- like I said in the episode as well. I've only started thinking about that for saving for the future since having kids. But also, like the younger people who I spoke to have put some money to aside for the future, but they're on a very different trajectory to. I was back then in terms of how much money they're earning compared to what I was earning. So I think if I was earning a similar amount to them at that age, I would definitely, I've always saved on it. I've always saved, mm-hmm. but whether invest in it, but I would have always had something saved anyway. It's just, that I've never really, I've only recently come into jobs with money and saving it. I think the other in- interesting thing, and we mentioned this in a couple of episodes as well, is like how things have changed related to social media and also the ease of investing. I think, you know, I think you could take one little positive of the pandemic was like it gave people so much time and then it also opened that the floodgates of like, you know, the online trading, the cryptocurrencies, all of those things really started to open up more and more. And I I think that was during that time as well where people were just talking about it more and more. And I think people started to move away from the government type you know banks everything being very much controlled and them thinking actually i could i could maybe do this myself um and i think it's just so it's so easy now to put 100 pounds 200 pounds a month into something and you can physically see it going up and up and up so yeah i think it's quite exciting time to be young and having a little bit of money to set aside and I think it's definitely something that I would encourage everybody to do, even if it is just a hundred pounds a month. 
you know that hundred pounds a month is you know it's twelve hundred by the end of the year and and that will be going up so it's you know it's there it's it's accessible it is like i I've definitely um the one thing I took away from that was like what both of you said is trying to have assets in different in different places i think now i'm I'm gonna look into more of the the what's it called stocks and shares and mm-hmm. it's a little bit tricky being a Muslim and doing stocks and shares because um, you got to make sure they're verified because I think it's mainly to do with where the money goes, like in terms of investment. So I need to look into that. I showed you some a website the other day and I, there was all this yeah. jog, jargon that I didn't understand. So I need to do <laughs> some research over Easter holidays. But definitely like put a small amount to a side. Look, what, like what you just said, it's, it's a slow burner and it's going to go up and down, up and down and just kind of, learn a little bit about the market and see just have a little dabble in it to be honest and uh yeah see how it goes i remember the the first time i looked into it you know you can you can get onto these like demo accounts and then you can play around with money you can buy stuff you can you know and it it gives you like an insight of like oh i've just put in 100 pounds onto this oh look i've made you know uh, 50 pounds already and then you you also see how much you could lose potentially as well. So it gives you an idea on those demo accounts. It's really worth it. Hmm. I've got a third question for you, Madge. And this one's related to our mental health episode where I think we both shared quite a lot alongside Charlie. Since that episode, have you found yourself having some more conversations with people regarding mental health? And have people, since you opened up or since I opened up and showed a little bit of... um, showed some vulnerability um have they been more willing to then speak to you about it and you know how have you found those conversations since yeah um a couple of conversations uh where people have come up and like appreciated that we we went a little bit deep on it um and and it it, it does spark more conversations so one particular uh, uh one of our colleagues a female colleague was talking to me about this episode and saying that uh, how she found it really interesting and we're going to potentially get her on in next season mm-hmm. um, and it goes and asks another question about whether um, mental health is different between men and women and if we should treat it differently as well which is, which is mm-hmm. something that I thought would be kind of interesting to look into from a woman's perspective mm-hmm. um, in terms of myself like I like I said to you I think um I have. I wouldn't say I have it. Have it under control, but I feel like I've got things in place, just from observing from other people uh, and what they've said and what I've learned. I've got things in place that that I chip away at every single day to that contributes to uh, mental health. And so far, it's been good. How about you, mate? Yeah, I, th- I think. Uh, I think initially I had a, a couple of quite quick conversations afterwards. You know, and I think even the one where we had we started to talk to Josh in our sec- in our episode thereafter, you know, and he he touched on it um, and touched on mental health a little bit related to his football and his previous football career, and I think there's loads more to delve into, and I think it just one thing I learned from it is um, to just have those conversations. You've got to ask the questions. And for people to open up if they have had any struggles with mental health, a lot of the time they are willing to talk about it, but they're not just going to suddenly start talking about it. You've got to ask a question. Um, And I kind of 
we said that in the episode and, and with Charlie, we said that, you know, it was sitting, you know, as we were playing golf and I kind of just brought it up and I asked him whether he had ever dealt with any type of mental health and he was happy to answer it. But if you don't ask the question, you're never going to get an answer. And sometimes, you know, you're not, you're not trying to pry. If people don't want to say it, they're happy to not, not talk about it. But I think a lot of the time it's, it's worth asking the question and it's a nice opener. There's a, something I've actually started doing um, quite recently. Uh, I, maybe, it's, maybe it's from that episode or maybe around that episode. Is I ask, like, one or two of my friends I know that are struggling or going through a bit of a dip at the moment. Um, and I ask the question, how are you doing mentally? Like, just, you know, you just say, how are you? How's things? Yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. Of sometimes it can be, it's one of those passing things that everyone says, yeah, I'm good, good, how are you doing? And then it's done, in it? But mm-hmm. then you say, how, if you turn around and you say, how are you doing? How are you actually doing? And just repeat yeah. that question, but emphasize it. Or how are you doing mentally? It, it then it focuses that question onto that part of your life. So that's been um, insightful as well. Asking asking those questions, and maybe we just need to be a little bit more conscious of it. I think, yeah, I think as well. Like when, <laughs> and I don't know whether you you realize we do this as Brits, but. When we greet people, often we say, are you okay? And we say, hey, how you doing? Like, you know, as a, as a comment, we say like, how you doing or you okay? As like the equivalent of hi. Yeah. And I remember the first time like hanging out with uh, a, a few Americans, um, an Australian, Australian in our school. And they, uh, I remember them kind of being like, yes. Like, what? A, a bit like, why are you always asking me, am I okay? Actually, it happened with one of our local members as well in, in the admin office. She was like, why do you always ask me if I'm okay? And I kind of thought to myself, well, I'm, I'm not necessarily asking, are you okay? It's just like a very British way of saying, you okay? Like, oh yeah, I'm all good. Like, it's a passing comment. And often what you've been doing there, like with friends, is you've been just doing a passing comment. How you doing? Yeah, all good. Yeah, quality, great. Have a good day. Done. Whereas by actually delving in and saying, "How's your head? How are you coping with everything? Like, how are you mentally?" That you can't just answer that quickly. Like, yeah, it's all good. Because yeah. actually, by saying yeah, it's all good, probably shows that maybe you're not doing well as well. Because it's never just oh yeah, it's good. Um, so yeah, it 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 definitely delves in a little bit more. And I think that's really important to, it's important to ask the questions. And I think when it comes to friends or people that you actually care about, you know, um, kind of pushing them on some of those answers is important. I wonder if, I always wonder as well, when you ask people, how are you doing? And then someone just turns around, I'm not doing good. I think people just like explode because they won't, they won't expect the answer and they won't even know how to deal with that as well, would they? From there, like, how's it going? Yeah, I'm not actually doing that well. And um, some people are very honest, like if they're going through a tough time and they want to talk about it and you just got to kind of be yeah. there for them. But it is, you ask the question, but you're not prepared for the answer, are well, you? So, yeah. Sometimes that, that is it though. If I said to, if you came into the office one day and said, how are you doing, Joe? And I said, <laughs> not doing too great at the minute. I'd be really disappointed if you just walked out the office and went, all right, well, I'll see you later. Because <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, whoa, wait a minute, Madge. I've just, I've just told you that I'm, I'm not doing that well today. It might just be, it could be anything, couldn't it, you know? But 
uh, I think if somebody does show that that vulnerable side, one you should take that as a take that as a compliment because they've they obviously trust you enough to say that in front of you, and also they they are wanting some help because nobody says I'm having a rubbish day and doesn't expect them to say oh how can I help or what can I do or why is it so rubbish you know. Um, and I think if you don't know how to answer that question and one of your friends says that to you, I think also then you need to question that friendship. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. There's a reason why you said I'm not doing good. You'd say it to that person because you're for expecting sure. them to listen, right? And if they don't yeah, want to sure. they don't want to do that, then obviously you need to question that friendship. Yeah. Yeah. That relationship. Sure. I've got a final question then for you, Madge, as well. And this one is this one's related to one of our one of our later episodes with Lane about health, health and youth sport and and it then also kind of a, is a bit of a teaser to potentially uh, a future season four episode with a with a good friend of mine from Australia about you know health and, and the conversation which we were thinking about having, which is do you think health is wealth and do you encourage or plan to encourage more so your kids being as active as possible and trying to avoid technology. So there's a few different things in there related to the social media stuff, the technology stuff and health and how important you, you kind of the money related to your health. But I just thought that'd be a, a good finishing question. Is that, um, um, is that what, is that what you're hoping to do as a, as an episode in the future? Is that what you're telling me now? That's the question. Yeah. What, yeah. Well, sort that's of. A big, that's a big question, isn't it? That's a, Maybe not the second part about the the kind of kids and technology, but I just thought I'd give you a chance to kind of talk on that and uh, how important you see health and when you say health money. is wealth, explain that to me a little bit more. So, in terms of if you've got good health, you're you're wealthy, or being wealthy is having good health. It can work hand in hand in terms of just being able to be more productive, being better at what you do the importance i mean you you know that if you've not had sleep if you've had a rubbish diet if you've not done a workout you're probably not going to be that great at your job and mm. I'm, I'm talking to you personally like you you personally are going to come into the office and probably not do a great job whereas if you've had like a great workout or you're doing a workout that evening and you've got some good uh, food prepped and you'd had a decent sleep if you've got all three, you're going to be quality. Yeah. So that's that's our idea of like health is wealth and um, and how how much importance do you do you put on it? Yeah, it's um, definitely a hundred percent important to me. But I would say there's never hardly been any moments in my life where I've not put health as a priority. You know, like some people can go up and down with health yeah. and go through bad patches um, mm -hmm. and all that. I'm, I don't think I can only ever think of like two months in my life where I where I did um do that and and uh out of frustration more than anything yeah um which was basically when I I was training for my fight at the age of 23 and I spent like months and months like losing weight pre pre-training camp then I did a training camp and then on the day of my fight the fight didn't turn up and I was so like angry frustrated I spent months maybe like it's a two months training camp but I'll probably spend like six months just getting prepared for it yeah and and then I just decided like man I've had enough of this tuna salads every day for lunch man I was like no way 
Um, and yeah, for two months, I just kind of just said, I'm eating whatever I want. I'm not exercising. And I put weight on so quick, like, yeah, uh, I regret later. But at the time, I was just so frustrated. Ment- Obviously, that's like a mentally I wasn't I was in the right place. And then yeah. everything else has had an impact. Um, that's probably the only lapse I've had. But every every other time, I would say from an early age, without knowing terminology, without knowing like um, the research or anything, it would have definitely mm-hmm. been an impact, I would say. As I've got older and I've read and listened to more, I'm definitely more aware of certain aspects of health and then been trying to work on it myself. And it's a work in progress all the time. But yeah, yeah I even I even got to say that I think you should spend money in terms of health as well, if it's the right thing. Um, yeah. And don't be afraid of spending it. Because I think sometimes, and I, I was definitely one of them, like when I see really good things, that I would think, oh, I'd love to do that. And then I'll see the price and I'll go, nah, it's not worth it. But then we'd yeah. we'd happily spend that sort of money on clothes or a, or something yeah, else, yeah. you know. But then we won't spend it on something that's like not physically that you can touch or materialistic. Yeah. But in terms of the impact it has on you in your life, it's it's worth more than anything, isn't it, really? Well, I thought that the other day when when I had that like knot in my back and I went I went just randomly to a, a local physio and and he quoted me a price and it was you know 120 ringgit or something. You know, it's not loads of money, but, you know, I instantly was like, yes. And then I went back the next day and it was like, you know, re- 120 was that first one-off price. Now it's like 180 and it still wasn't, it's, it's still not loads and loads of money and compared to the UK. But for me, it was like, well, I'm going to pay this money because I want to make sure that I'm feeling better. It's the same conversation we had last night when we talked about... um going and getting your moles checked and skin checked for like any type of skin cancer you know the price i would pay i'd i'm happy to pay a large amount of money to make sure that i'm cancer free and mm-hmm. i go and get my skin checked because that's your health you know it's i think anything related to like you feeling healthy you being healthy i think is worth the money and and uh, there's there's i'm really looking forward to that conversation to have and hopefully it will prompt a few people to think, actually, no, I'm going to do this or, um, you know, going to go and get one of those like yearly health checks that cost a bit of money. You go to mm. the hospital, you go to a clinic. However, it shows up loads of things. It shows that if you have any food allergies, any allergies related to things, any blood deficiencies, any, you know, levels in your blood, iron deficiencies, you know. So all of those things that you could be doing in your head now that you might even lead a potentially, you know, really healthy lifestyle, you might then find out, oh, actually, I shouldn't be eating this amount of protein. I shouldn't be eating this amount of iron or whatever else. Or you should have more, more of whatever. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that conversation. There's definitely a science. Sorry, sorry. Oh, go on, go on, go on. No, no, you say, you say, because I was going to, I was was going to say there's definitely a science behind it. It seems like more and more as we, as we are getting, as we're getting more and more research in there, that would kind of make sense as well. But I mean, uh, when we were younger, a lot of the things that we were told have kind of been found out now. And then like, there's more science behind it. And it's actually like a blueprint, to be honest, to live a healthy life now. Um, Yeah. Whether, but you have to invest in it, like you, like you said. The final bit, the, fi- the second part of that question, because it was a long one, I do appreciate that. The second part was uh, related to, 
your kids, your two girls growing up, how much are you going to push them into uh, youth sport? And that's like organized compared to like them wanting to be in technology. Like, you know, what if, if one of them, you know, if Isla's like, loves a computer and is is really good at a computer she loves coding and she's always on a thing coding and you know she could make six times the amount that she could if she was a a, you know a PE teacher or you know uh, gets a degree in something else and she's doing coding for the top companies in the world how much is how much are you going to really push her to be active and healthy and involved in sport or team sports or individual sports compared to sitting indoors that's such a big question i think that's got to be an episode in itself um right so i always say to my students that i think that being active 30 minutes a day should be treated the same as eating sleeping and drinking right it needs to be that 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 focus because it it isn't really at the moment especially for kids and i said and then, so that that's that's the basic requirement for me, and and what I would do as a parent, hopefully, like my skill set is as a PE teacher, I can teach a, a, a handful of sports or a few sports, and it'll be just about the idea of like learning skills like they would learn in any subject, um, being able to play them to a competent level. Whether they're competitive or not is not such an issue, but what's what would be good for me as a parent would be making sure that they're good enough in those skills that they're able to pick up and continue playing sport. It's not so much about being competitive. The competitive mm-hmm. side of it, like in terms of what sport they want to play, will be entirely up to them. Um, but I do like this idea of there's a book called Grit, uh, written by Angela Duckworth. And I liked her idea of what she talks about. There's a section about kids and it talk, she talks about with her kids, what she does is they make their own goals or they set an activity that they want to do, but they have to commit to a year. So they can't give mm-hmm. it up after, and after the year, they can decide to drop it. So like a lot, a lot of people would probably drop things after three, four sessions. But once mm-hmm. you make that commitment, you make that commitment for a year, and there's always a good chance you're going to enjoy it. There's always a good chance there's different things that uh, will impact whether you like it or not, and it could change along the time. And you build your friendships, might be a coach, might be an environment. Um, so I would, I, I, I like that. I like that that element. In terms of like technology, like. It wouldn't be an issue. It'd be very different um, because we are we were brought up in one way where we've got technology as it is. Um, we don't know how the youth the youth are going to be different in terms of how they approach technology. So, like like Lane said in one of the episodes, is that we've got to kind of learn to say that technology is not a bad thing. We just got to learn how to manage it. And if that's the way that she wants to go, to be honest, uh, any any of my kids want to go as long as they have that opportunity and building it in their life and treating activity activity as that like a need um mm-hmm. and then whether whatever way they do it is not an issue but i think one way that i am gonna do it uh is up to a certain age is do it with as a family um mm-hmm. so it's not just about doing the activity it's all about building the experiences and as yeah. a family we do things together that yeah learning how to fail learning you know all these different uh experiences that you can explore and then it'll and then it'll, there's loads of different factors and it comes to activity it's not just a case of doing it because i need to stay fit is because it makes me happy because it's mental health because it brings memories there's loads of these different attachments to it rather than just seeing it as a transactional thing where 
I put this many calories in my body, I need to now burn it so I stay healthy. I think that's where it becomes unhealthy. Yeah, for sure. And I think <clears throat> I think that that's a lot of education, isn't it, which you're going to instill anyway. And also I think it's a it's about balance. You know, I I'd, I'd love the idea that like you, you know my kids or whoever I was around like, you know, had that ability to you know, code or do things on their laptop or you know, that's part and parcel of of the generation that they you know that they're going into. And I think if you stop that, if you hinder them from being so um literate on on devices you're it, you're going to do the opposite effect to like oh my kids are so active and it's like well they're active but they don't know how to you know um cope in the current world so i think it's that balance and i love the point that you make there about doing it as a family i think that's that's a really cool thing to do as a family go and walks together go go to the gym together or do classes together i think that's a great thing to do and then uh yeah, develop it as a kid, you know, I know you talked about kind of coaching the girls if they were involved in football or, you know, being a part of it. That's that's part and parcel of growing up as well, isn't it? But yeah, really cool. I think um, as well, Lane said in the episode that um, he the reason why he coaches his kids is to make sure that they're busy and active. One of the reasons anyway, amongst other, other activities that they do is because he knows that his kids being mixed race will always be looked at as troublemakers mm-hmm. and I think that's important as well as parents is if you fill out their time with enough things to do and they've got a schedule of some sort and they have that little bit of flexibility then when are they going to actually be on their devices doing things that they're not supposed to be doing you know they might only have like half an hour an hour which again everything everything in moderation is healthy isn't it? you just got to have some sort of control over it so yeah, yeah I think I think have, like you just said that word balance having that balance and making sure that you don't put everything like to the minute but also mm-hmm. keeping them busy enough that they're developing loads and loads of skills in everything and then they can have a better uh, answer for what they want to do in the future yeah for sure one final question then that we can we can both address here just before we do our quick fire questions is is what's what's been your one biggest takeaway and if you need a minute, feel free and I'll, I'll give mine. But what's been your biggest takeaway from season three? Oh, you go first. Shall I go first? Yeah. So mine was mine was like two and it was based on, it, it might have even been based on the, the two people that we had on. I really enjoyed episode four um, and episode seven where we had uh, Tim and Josh on. I really liked the conversation we had about uh, are we mature enough for our careers? Because I think that, that idea of like maturity is really important when, when we are starting a job because um, I think in whatever job that we're in, you know, if, if you handle situations immaturely, um, it can really affect your growth and it can affect you getting a promotion or, or you um being liked by your team or i don't know loads of different situations so you know i love that idea of encouraging people to either do some work experience or travel or um kind of develop that level of maturity and i think i think one point that we we made as well is like you know and i i thought maybe afterwards is the importance of like when you're growing up is getting your kids used to like socializing with people and 
um, socializing with other people that they don't know and, and developing that maturity. So then when they go into the workplace, they haven't, they haven't got that like, you know, immature mindset when it comes to their work. Um, so I think that was really cool. And then I think the second one was, the second one was just thinking more about passion, passion related to our conversation with Tim. You know, it was, it was really cool to have Tim on here and speak to him about uh, his passion and, and what he's done, but also realizing that, you know, sometimes a bit of luck is, is fine and, you know, it can, you can fall into those passion projects. And, and I think a lot of people, we had a, we had a stat way back about the amount of people that, um, they they want to do a side hustle for the rest of their life. They, they want to kind of find a side hustle that is their passion project that they then do. And they don't want to work their nine to five. They want to, you know, make clothes or jewelry or they want to build stuff or whatever so yeah I thought it was interesting I think my biggest takeaway from like Tim's episode was just you know enjoy what you're doing take your chances um, and encourage people to to kind of like do those things on the side and you never know what will happen Madge? You know it's really interesting that you picked those two episodes because there was a question I wanted to ask you and I'm going to ask you now and, yeah. and and it is because of those two episodes. So whenever we have an episode that's something to do with university stage, starting career stage, yeah, uh, changing career, it's something that's been a massive interest to you. Like those are the episodes that you kind of like really look forward to. I know you look forward to them all, but I mean, in yeah, terms yeah. of like they're, they're like the ones that you, you, you kind of push through in terms of episodes. What is it? What is it about the, that stage? Because uh, it sometimes sounds like there's there's a little bit of regret that you might have wanted to do something different, or is it more to do no, with no. like just interesting with what different people with their roots and stuff? I just there's no regret. I think there's there's I'm really happy with what I do. I, I love I love what I do. I think one thing that I am very passionate about is like is 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 it doesn't have to be like the same thing all the time. Like, I think change is important. I think you learn from challenge, you learn from change. I think we should be encouraging uh, our kids and, and future generations to not not just be happy with, like, you know, leaving university at 21 and, and going straight into a job and then retiring at 65 and getting your pension. You know, just be happy with, like, one job for the rest of your life. I don't think it's... I don't think it's a negative to have like passion projects, to have other things that you challenge yourself with. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of very wealthy business people, there's a lot of very happy and um, positive people out there that that stress the importance of challenging yourself daily, um, feel comfortable when you're not comfortable, like work at feeling comfortable in those uncomfortable situations. And I just enjoy talking to other people about what they do and why they do it and um, and their journey through it because I just think you can always learn from those episodes and what you see, you know, say even with you, Madge, like, you know, Majid PE teacher came from Sheffield. Well, that's all you see on the front of it, but there's there's way more of like how you got there and why you got there and what prompted that. I just find that interesting. Yeah. And then 
what what you've got next and what what else you love to do like that's that's what i want to join in on because you also the importance of all of that is well there might be there might be something there for me as well you know there might be something that i can offer you that is interesting or what can i learn from you about something else and i think that's where you build those tim talked about it that's where you build those links that's where you might build potential clients or future business endeavors or i just think that's interesting i i really enjoy speaking to people that's you know, a very long-winded um, answer you know what's interesting <laughs> obviously that's how you answer everything um what's, <laughs> what's what's interesting is i'm reading this book called range uh, by david yep. epstein and I, I listened to a chapter today talking about the british education system and mm -hmm. it was talking the, the idea of the book is basically saying that um we are in a world now where more and more we are trying to get people to be specialists in certain areas uh, mm -hmm. from and then it's talking about the it compares Tiger Woods versus uh, Roger Federer. Tiger Woods was a specialist from the age of two, three years old. That coached him. And all he did was golf where Roger Federer became a tennis player, like I think like 11, 12, 13, but played a lot of different sports. That's like the mm -hmm. opening chapter. And then there's yeah. loads and loads of research. And it was talking about how um, the problem with our system, a university system, is that we, we are always encouraged to be specialists and Mm -hmm. uh, in whatever subject and we're then encouraged now to try to find that specialism early as possible like even as close mm -hmm. to GCSE and and it, it talks about loads and loads of different examples it's all research based and yeah. one of the things that he talks about is like uh, I can't remember, remember what the problem was I don't think he actually said it there was a problem but how that he that this person observed certain groups in a in a research setting and he had like a biochemist in there he had different professions in there and mm -hmm. when it came to them solving these problems, the the group that had people from different disciplines were able to solve the problems quicker because they looked at things differently. Yeah, uh, which I obviously like all of this is makes sense, right? It makes sense. Yeah, but it, it's weird. Like a lot of the things that you you were saying there, um, definitely comes was, from that, doesn't it? Was that compared to they looked at it? or they were able to pro solve the problem quicker than a group of just specialists, a yeah. group of all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I just, I agree with that. And I just think, you know, you look at the best people in the world at what they do, all the most incredible people. You look at someone like Elon Musk, you look at Kanye West, you look at way, other, way others, but you, in terms of what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is they're not a specialist in one area. Elon Musk is not a specialist in one area. He wants to do everything. He's trying to, you know, trying to do space. He's trying to make different things, cars and aeroplanes. And he just wants to create everything and do everything. And I just think the generation going forward, I think we should encourage people to have multiple skills and multiple skill set and diversify. I don't think that's ever going to be an issue. There's always going to be people that need to specialize however you could then argue uh, a doctor or a surgeon who has life experience in other jobs or in other fields will probably be an even better doctor than somebody who has just been a doctor for that whole time but you know? i want i i want to say something though we can explore this in another episode mm -hmm. i kind of touched on it at the end and we've talked about this off air is doing those passion projects or developing those skills has to depend on the situation that you're in, in mm -hmm. terms of like, if you're in a financial privileged position, it's so much easier to make those risks. So when you're saying 
Elon Musk is doing this, 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 this and that and everything in between. He's only been able to do that because he has financial stability and he's got a, a space to, well, if he fails at it, it's not such a big thing, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. And then you got compared to people who might have ideas, but they can't do it because there's such a big risk where family's involved. and it, So there is a, an element to that. Um, my episode that I, there wasn't really like a, a big, big takeaway, like one that stood out, uh, but there's one that I kind of want to emphasize on is about living more in the moment, saving for the future. Because mm-hmm. um, I was very, very surprised with how many people said that they were saving for the future. When I asked the percentage, because that's the question I asked everyone, what percentage are you saving for the future? What percentage are you living for the now? And I would say that on average, 70% it was 70 percent save for the future 30 percent live for the moment and i was like shocked shocked at what people said because my my thing for this is like me being a bit persuasive here is that you have to live in the moment because you only we're talking about health just a second ago one of the things that inspired me to go traveling was so many people said to me oh i wish i did that when i was younger i wish i did that when i didn't have a family and that was the reason why i just got loads of things done before i had a family and even though now I, I struggle adapting to my new life because I can't do the things that I did before. Um, but the bottom line is, is I've done all of those experiences and done those things for that reason. And I think there needs to be more, because you're not guaranteed life. Like you got, you're not guaranteed that you're going to live next week, next, next year, wherever. And you, if you keep pushing it more towards saving for the future, your, your youth, your health at this moment of time, is not going to not necessarily going to be there the whole time your situation mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. environment is not necessarily going to be there the whole time so you got to make the most of it um and that's something that to be honest from those conversations that i had with other people i'm actually in the minority with this but i'm very very surprised at that so that's what i would take away yeah cool good comments that let's finish um with our quick fire questions you ready for these match yeah man you're gonna go first all right um what is your favorite place of all places you've traveled to and why all right so um if i'm talking like you're talking country or talking specific place 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 quick fire. okay this is quick fire uh, yosemite park in america it's amazing place uh what's the best piece of advice you've been given um Treat people the way you been the way you want to be treated. Been stung nice. a few times, but definitely uh, more better than none. Yeah. Uh, tell us one thing that's still on your bucket list. Um, apart from traveling to certain countries, I would say my biggest one is getting my own house. Nice. All right. So let's reverse this on you then. Um, what's your favorite place of all the places you have traveled to, and why? Uh, Iceland. Just a magical place, like uh, scenery, and we went. We were super lucky with the weather, but just a, a magical place which everybody sh- should go to. Yeah, hundred percent on my list. One of the top ones. Uh, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? Uh, it's all just related to like controlling the controllable. So you can always control the controllable, and you can never control the uncontrollable. Something that I just need to continue to work on even related to like you know my anxiety sometimes related to flying loads better now um you know i i I sit down on the flight and i'm thinking if we crash we crash can't control it 
you know, I, I go to that point and, and I've actually been a lot calmer. I don't take any type of sleeping tablets or tablets for flying. And even on the short flights, which is normally the ones where I would, would feel more anxious about. So, uh, yeah. So you told me to answer these quick and then you give me a big, long essay about that second question, eh? Or you, you should have told third one. Should have told people about your flying experience. We've got no time now. Anyway, last no. week. Uh, no tell time. us one thing that is on your bucket list. Uh, I don't, I don't want to spend loads of time here, but China, I just yeah. want to see Great Wall and the Terracotta Army. Okay. Terracotta That's just warriors. like one other, yeah. one thing, yeah. yeah. That's it. Quick right. fire. Quick fire. You did that one, right? <laughs> the second one. Bloody hell, another Good. episode, that one. Well, uh, you know. So, Madge, um, thank you so much. Wait, we, we, should, we should tell people that this is our last episode for season three, even though they kind of get that with the review. But... Yeah, Season four, we are looking at probably coming to you in the middle of May. Um, Ramadan starts for me tomorrow, so I've got to hibernate and preserve my energy and all my mental energy and just focus on yeah. not being hungry. But um, Ram- Ramadan Kareem for tomorrow, match. Yeah, Ramadan Mubarak to everyone. Um, and then we've got like an Easter break coming up and a little bit of a Eid break. And then, yeah, we'll get back on to you in the middle of May. Yeah, season four incoming incoming on the way right mate all right thank you so much and thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you at season four see you guys see you later bye-bye hi guys thanks for listening if you like the podcast go ahead and subscribe share it with someone if you think they might enjoy it or if they might learn something new if you have any comments or would like to join us on an episode email us at youchattoomuch at gmail.com